It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, where, where are we at here? They lost yesterday. I don't think it matters. I'm not as interested in, like, the daily grind of wins and losses here. Like, they didn't even... They wouldn't have uh, just sat Carlos Correa the whole game, you know, in a close game, right? They're, I think they're just trying to piece together this thing until the finish line. But where, where are we at with the magic number right now, boys? Nine. Nine? Guardians won, right? Okay. No. Uh, oh, Guardians that, that's right. That's lost right. last yesterday in the bottom of the ninth. They lost two or three. Oh. That's right. In, in fact, I think I think they lost two or three to San Francisco, and in both cases, old friend Lamont Wade, late night Guardians Lamont, in, who was late afternoon. Look, Lamont, as our friend Jake DePew texted me, he was late afternoon Lamont yesterday and two nights ago late night Lamont, which is a great name. That's a uh, of, of all the podcast. of all the it should be that's of all the podcast. twins moves that we have lamented and complained about. The last two or three years, choosing Jake Cave over Lamont Wade was—it's one that I think only we still lament. Lamont, lament. And and didn't they claim some guy? Sean Anderson was the guy they got from the Giants, and he like got DFA'd forty-eight hours later after getting yeah. rocked. They uh, they pitched him like five times because the because the trade was made I think in spring training or before spring training, and then they. They, it was like May that they said goodbye to Sean Anderson. So they literally let like a really good starting outfielder go for a mid-level reliever. But that's neither here nor there because the Twins have a seven-and-a-half game lead in the American League Central. They're sitting here uh, ready to clinch the division at any time. Maybe it happens. They've got six home games, what, against the A's and the Angels coming up. So maybe this thing happens at home. I guess we'll find out. But here's my question for you guys. Before we get to our immaculate grid, they've got some pitchers on rehab assignment here. They've got reinforcements on the way. I'm going to also put Louis Varland in this discussion because Louis has been, uh, they're test driving him as a reliever, and he's had a couple really good stints. I think he had one where he gave up some runs, uh, but he's looked really good as a firefighter a couple different times. So I'm going to put him in here. But of the cavalry that might be returning here to your bullpen, you got Louis, Varl- Louis Varlin's up right now. Bailey Ober could be a guy that you add as a as a reliever on a playoff roster. He's going to continue to start here, but he's probably a reliever option. Mm-hmm. Brock Stewart. Brock Stewart might have been your best reliever for the first, like, two months of the season. He's on a rehab assignment. Chris Paddock is on a rehab assignment. And then Jorge Alcala has been hurt for seemingly the last two or three years, but he is working his way back here, too. Who are you most excited about here? Who do you think? Give me like a couple guys you say, boy, if you could get these two guys, if, if, and I think Varlin's one for me, but if you could get yeah. these two guys, it kind of changes the way you feel about a playoff series. Varlin for sure. And I, I was there a couple of nights ago when he came in for Joe Ryan in the fifth with two guys on, two outs. But I mean, that, that was a pickle right there. And yeah. Tampa Bay is no joke. Um, and he got a fly out to left and then proceeded to pitch uh, the next in- inning and got three and struck out the side. And then I believe in the next one, he did give up um, a base runner, but that guy was erased on a double play. So for sure, Varlin stuff, in my opinion, plays. And, and I, I'm not as worried about his youth. Like when they brought in guys like Stashek and stuff, I'm still like, what are you doing there? If you do that with Varland and it goes sideways, I'm a lot less likely to question it so i feel like him for sure i'm gonna give you one because i'm really curious about this and i think there's no question especially first round he's in the 
the bullpen. And his starts have been spotty, but we've talked about this guy quite a bit. Playoff experience out of the bullpen. I'm going to give you Kenta Maeda. Mm. I am really curious, and I think that this is, like, that's the thing about this. So the Twins are going to take some heat for not going out and getting more bullpen help at the deadline. And at that time, and I still, I defend him because I'm not going to give up with some, with some of the prospects and players that this team has traded for nothing. So, like, if you were going to go out and get Sergio Romo, okay, I would rather have guys move to the bullpen, which is yeah. what they're doing, than give up a player to get a guy who is just basically a Band-Aid who might not be that great. And Maeda intrigues me because of his experience, his savvy, and there are times when he has looked damn good. So Varland and Maeda intrigue me in what I consider to be a very much a reworked bullpen for the playoffs. So I'm not like, well, the bullpen sucks and it's status quo, blah, blah, blah. Well, one, it doesn't suck. But two, uh, those two guys, to me, really bolster it. And so those, those are my two. Dex? So I like Louie. I like Kenta Maeda. Um, Paddock's intriguing to me. The thing with the state of the bullpen, and we don't take a lot of stock, and rightfully so, into wins and losses for pitchers. But Griffin Jacks lost his 10th game for the season yesterday. He's what? made 65 he appearances. Losses? Yeah. He has yeah. 10 losses. He tied a record, Twins record, basically, think, for a bullpen guy. One in every six appearances, Yeah, he has lost a game for the Twins. I do he's take got, stock. He's got 16 decisions. He's got more decisions than uh, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray does, yeah. It's old school, man. <laughs> That's old school right there. Ted so I, I do take stock in losses for relief pitchers because that does matter. Um, and Griffin Jacks is probably still going to make this playoff rotation. I think you legitimately fear Griffin Jacks more than – or Twins fans are probably more nervous now about Griffin Jacks and Emilio Pagan, yeah. which is a complete 180 from a year ago and, hell, from – three months ago probably um so yeah i louis varland's interesting um kenta maeda's interesting dallas keichel i i don't know i i can't really get a feel how i how what if i want him on the playoff rotation or playoff a bullpen at all but i feel pretty good about some of these new guys that are that are coming up brock stewart you know he made the 25 appearances and he, by the way, he hadn't pitched in the major leagues before 2023 since 2019. This is a guy going back to his days with the Dodgers. <clears throat> he was a pretty highly touted arm, uh, broke into the big leagues in 2016. He was, he made some starts. He was kind of a stop start. You know, he'd show some flashes here and there and it all clicked at age 31 for him for the first 25 games of this year. And I think what I'm trying to figure out here is because he's never really been like the, the last time he was dominant in a professional baseball season was as a starter with the Dodgers in 2018 in AAA. So, so what we're seeing with Brock Stewart, if he comes back, what we saw in the first 25 games, he's never really been that for a full season. I just, I want to be excited about him. I think they should put him on the playoff roster. I'm wondering how much of those 25 games were just like a glass slipper and a carriage that's about to turn into a pumpkin? I don't know. What I do know about Akenta Maeda, for instance, is that dude has pitched in 25 playoff games. I think 24 of those outings as a reliever, 21 of the outings as a reliever. He made three starts for the Dodgers in 2016 against the Nats and the Cubs, and then he made the score, the five scoreless inning start 
against the Astros for the Twins in 2020, and his relief career is lights out. Like, I know we're getting a lights out potential reliever in Kent Maeda in the playoffs, so I'm excited about him. Yep. I know Louis Varlin throws 100 miles an hour, 98, 99, 100 when he, when he wants to hump it up. Uh, and so if you can, like, we almost should redo the bullpen confidence rankings based on these guys on rehab assignments. But we kind of did this with Doogie on the scoop. But in a perfect world, if I could slot in, so you got Duran number one, and then Thielbar as a lefty, I think we all agree is up there too. If I can get playoff Kenta Maeda, if I can get gas-throwing Louis Varland, and if I can get the first 25 games of this year version of Brock Stewart, you can do a lot of damage in a playoff series with those guys coming out of the bullpen. And that doesn't even count like if Griffin Jacks comes back to old form, uh, if another lefty emerges like a Thunderbird or somebody. So I don't know. I think I agree that they probably needed an extra arm at the trade deadline, but I also agree that they weren't in a position where you should be giving up a lot of capital to add to this year's team. So the fact that they have a handful of arms sort of coming back into the mix in that bullpen as you start to go down the stretch here is a really, really interesting development. And the thing too is I do like the fact, because we we, um, certainly, and I think rightfully so, rip this team a lot, but I like the fact that they're open to to these moves. Like the Varlin move to me is great. Like that's the exact type of forward-thinking move that you want. And so it's not like, well, Griffin Jackson has been good. He's just going to come back and it's going to be fine. They're like, no, okay, we'll do something else. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's going to be... The bullpen itself in the playoffs, to me, is going to be as if they did make some trades between guys coming back off of uh, injury, but also off of starters that can be converted. Yep. Yep. The converting of starters, it's it's not something that every starter can do. And so the Twins are in a unique position where they literally have a starter that they can convert that has been lights out as a reliever. He's done this before in Maeda. So there's there's going to be some other teams where it's like, oh, can we take our fourth starter that's never pitched out of the bullpen right. before? So they're they're doing it yes. with Varland as a test run, so he'll be comfortable in a month from now or three weeks from now, and we already know about Maeda. So they have kind of an advantage and maybe a head start on some other teams. Now, has uh, has Paddock pitched at all previously from the bullpen? Um, I think he's made some appearances. Let me pull up his okay. – his, uh, and he might be a long shot Padres just be, because of you know the fact he's missed so much time and what he's coming back from. But he's one I don't know if what his bullpen history is. Uh, he made one relief appearance in 2021, and that could that for all we know could have been like a an opener and then into Chris Paddock. Sure, he made four relief appearances in the Marlin system when he was 19 years old in 2015. So he's probably a long shot, a little bit you, more. You should be working him. I don't yeah. know what they're – is he starting for uh, – is it Wichita right now? Or is he – because he, he should be working he on – He was with Fort Myers. He was with Wichita Fort Myers. Wichita a couple months ago. Um, yep. And then Wichita. And um, what they – what the luxury they have here is, you know, knock on wood, they're probably going to clinch division the next seven to ten days at the most. You're going to have like a week – or so of the regular season left to basically rest your starters and get these guys, the the bullpen arms, used to this new regimen, right? Like, you can start making Kenta Maeda out of the bullpen. You can put Chris Paddock in the bullpen. You can kind of test run these guys. They, the last week of the season for the Twins is basically going to be spring training and getting healthy, getting healthy season. It's just trying to see of which guys can fit into these new roles, and that's the luxury you have of hopefully clinching this division pretty early. 
So he's yeah. So they're they're kind of climbing the ladder with Paddock. So he he made his first rehab start. <clears throat> excuse me uh, for 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 the A ball Fort Myers uh, Mighty Muscles team. He is starting, but some of this is like, it's a, let's go three innings and then let's go four innings. Right. If he gets the call to be on the big league squad, I don't like if if like for instance if he's going to be on the playoff roster, it has to be as a reliever. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they twist his role. Um, he went on what day is today Thursday it was but I mean Tuesday night for Wichita uh he pitched four innings that's double a and then he'll continue to to climb the ladder but he need obviously needs more than two rehab starts before you can I think put him in a, a major I would be, league game I, I would be extremely concerned if they were banking on him for the playoffs like he's yeah. gonna go in the bullpen it's gonna work out I'd be like I'm not so sure about that but on Varland and Maeda I'm pretty sure right there and so if Paddock can pitch from from the pen, that's nice. That's great. But if he can't, it's not, it's it's just not going to be a big deal. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's not, at least in the first round, even on the playoff roster. I think yeah. they put Ober on the playoff roster. Like if, if they had that decision to make to a guy that might have to come in and pitch some, I think they'd go Ober over Paddock unless Ober, when he gets a start here now, is a complete mess. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. I think think so it, but there's a chance that's the thing too like how comfortable do they feel pushing over beyond I mean he's already beyond his career professional innings limit like what is he what is as you get further and further up that ladder into you know atmosphere that you've never really breathed in yeah. as a pitcher before I just I don't know specifically how he's going to react to that and how they feel about it like if because I guess my issue would be okay uh you're now 30 or whatever, 40 innings now past your professional high, and you're pitching in a playoff game against the Rangers lineup or something. And your arm just falls right off. Is that a, well, like, is that a scenario that you want to, can you live with that if you lose a playoff game because you leaned on him and he just, you know, it was fatigue playing out in real time? Yeah, if it's between him and Paddock, I'm not sure, though. Like, I've, like, bo- both. Paddock's fresh, me... man. Paddock is fresh. Oh, that's the thing, though, is. And and plus, he's got a lot of team control. Don't forget that, Phil. He does have a lot of team control. But wouldn't you, I guess generally, though, wouldn't you trust a guy that he's fresh and he's coming off of Tommy John? It's not like they're rushing him back. It's been 15 months since the surgery. And if he's, let's say he's mowing down minor league hitters and you had one last spot for a long guy on your playoff roster, would you trust the guy that has a lot of innings to make up because he's been sitting on the sidelines or would you trust the guy that's about 40 innings beyond where he's already, uh, where he's ever pitched before? You know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'd like to see Paddock, I guess, pitch before I determine that. Uh, you might be able to go over to St. Paul and watch him. Fair pitch question, at some point. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. next week, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think he's, yep. Yep. So, um, and by the way, in terms of when the twins could clinch the division, so the magic number is nine and they play, is it six or seven games? I think it's seven games it's on seven the road game road trip. So I think those, the, the home games against the angels and the A's in like a week, unless like, I guess if you take, let's say it's seven, you, if you go five and two and Cleveland loses four games, then you might clinch in Cincinnati next, yes. you know, Wednesday or something, but it looks like they might clinch against the Angels at home in a week, mm-hmm. if you start to do that math. Mm-hmm. Maybe we might be there. We're going to be there hosting a bunch of listeners in Saturday. the executive balcony Saturday the 23rd. Yeah. So we could see them clinch. 
Spray oh, champagne. Some champagne. Because we'll be on the twins' deck. So, like, we'll, there is going to we be spraying champagne tons on all of the patrons. Yeah. Tons of champagne. <laughs> Mackie's at the Declan party. Let's make it happen. Um, hey, before we get to our Immaculate Grid Challenge of the day here, let's shout out some friends over at Power Lodge. You know, maybe part of our celebration can be spraying champagne while jumping off a Bennington pontoon that we That's get great. from Power Lodge or Miller Marine. Responsibly, of course. Great idea. Just a great. I love it. Yes. There are three Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Anamia, Ramsey, and then, of course, Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Whether it's uh, land or on water, it all starts at the Power Lodge for your throttle therapy. There's Judd teaching his friends how to fish. No, I'm drinking. No, no, no. That was me with a beer can. (laughs) I'm watching. Uh, Look, look, I'm driving right there. There's Declan. He's young. I'm talking to my sports son. Yeah, throttle therapy. It's all about. Great commentary. So. There's Declan. He's young. Well, that kid, <laughs> that kid with bushy hair looked like a young Declan to me. Powerlodge.com and MillerMarine.com to get your throttle therapy. All right. What's on the grid today here, Dex? All right. Let's get her up here. Another one Judd will probably have disdain for, like always. Oh, man. We got gold glovers and Hall of Famers. So here's, here's what we're looking for. Hall of Famers I don't for. mind as much. Got to admit that. This is where, yeah, we're going to have to tap into some of our old school knowledge. So we're looking to go nine for nine. If you're new to the Immaculate Grid, welcome to the greatest game ever played, ever invented. (laughs) Nine for nine is Immaculate. Anything less is a failure. And then if we want to build on it, we can aim for a low rarity score, meaning the more obscure the answers you can find, the better your rarity score. So we're looking for a Tampa Bay Ray who was once a Ranger, a Tampa Bay Ray who was once an Oriole, and a Tampa Bay Ray who was once a Padre. And then we're looking for a Ranger who was a gold glover, a Ranger who was a Hall of Famer, an Oriole who was a gold glover, an Oriole who was a Hall of Famer, and a Padre who was a gold glover, and a Padre who was a Hall of Famer. We're going to put eight minutes on the clock here, boys. We're up to eight now. used to be five, and it was six. Now it's eight. This is awesome. I think people have said they don't mind us kind of dinking around here. All right. Um, Jason Bartlett for Padres and Rays. It's a great one. Mm -hmm. It's a great one. Love that one. Let's try and do this with twins. Well, that's the, the, the next two Rays and Rangers or Baltimore. Nelson Cruz, That'll an option, high. an option for either one of those. Let's, yeah. put, let's put Nelson oh, Cruz on the oh, list here. Delman, oh, Delman yes. Young for birds for and Rays. Yeah. Yep. Who are you going to say, Jen? Young. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Delman. He, Okay. Del- Delman won the um was he the he was the ALCS MVP yeah. but that was with Detroit right yeah not Baltimore okay yeah let's put Delman in there it'll be low five five percent trying to think of other former Twins who were Rays and Rangers <laughs> Kyle Gibson never pitched for the Rays no, no. Fernando so. Rodney did he go to the Rangers ooh that I don't know. Oh, I know, no. so I, I Matt Moore would work here. Like, um, yeah, Cruz would be high. Um, Pudge didn't go to the Rays, did he? No. Mm-mm. Corey Kluber? Kluber would work. Right? He pitched for both those teams. Yeah, did Scott Casimir pitch for the Rangers? Uh, the Angels, the Dodgers... Rays, I think that he man, he was in everywhere in the West. I think he pitched for like almost all of them. Let's come back to this one because we By already have way. Nelson Cruz and Matt Moore. 
By the way, is that an Edwin Jackson territory? Well, the Rays for sure. Edwin Jackson definitely sure. pitched for the Rays. I don't know. We need to memorize the Edwin Jackson ladder. That's sort of like the uh, Bobby Bonds one. We should have mm-hmm. that one. And LaTroy Hawkins. Let's do Hall of Famers here, boys. So, okay. you know, we could do Jim Palmer here, Judd, and you could be correct. You could get your Jim no. Palmer mojo back. No, 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 no. I'm um, done with Jim Palmer. Cal Ripken, Jim Palmer. Pudge is in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, you he know what's in. a good one? For or, Baltimore? Yeah, we're, we're thinking Baltimore here real quick. Oh, Baltimore. I'm sorry. For Baltimore? Reggie Jackson. He passed through Baltimore, huh? He did. It's a great one. Eddie, but, but, Eddie Murray passed through. But that's going to be that's going to be a low like because Jackson will be a low one, right? Percentage wise, it's, it's, it's old and an obscure pass through. So yes, yes. Because Murray spent most of his or a good portion of his career, he started with three percent. Okay. Um, Vlad Guerrero would work for Texas because he he spent his second to last year with Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Glad would have worked for the Orioles. Uh, Did Burt pitch for the Rangers? Yes. Traded from the Twins to the Rangers. Burt? That's a good one. Burt Blatherman, yeah. There you go. It's a former twin, too. That was the second team. Oh, 0.9%. See, this is good. Oh, Oh, we're tearing it up, boys. We're tearing it up. We're doing well here. So, okay, Padres Hall of Famers. I mean, Trevor Hoffman's probably the obvious one. Tony Gwynn is an obvious. Ozzy Smith. Smith. Ozzy Smith started his career as a Padre. Now he is also a Gold Glover. So we as yeah, a Padre is he an obvious Gold Glover for? Let's think of who are some. Do we should use Ozzy Smith as a as one of these, right? Do people know he played? Do people recall that he played for the Padres because he was a famous St. Louis Cardinals? My and he, it's and less he, obvious. And he won a Gold Glove with the Padres for sure, right? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He started. I think he played two or three years okay. before he was traded for Gary Templeton. So yes. Trying to think of some, the, the Padres had some dark eras there. Like they, they have not had that many great players. Gold Glove is interesting because sometimes random guys pop up. Who passed through San Diego? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of too. But they have to have. So for Hall of Famers, we can do a pass through. For Gold yes. Glovers, we need right. A, right. Oh, um, Padres. Dave Winfield. Oh, Dave Winfield. Yes. Yep. Yes. Boom. So we could use. Let's use Winfield for the Hall of Fame and Ozzy Smith for the Gold Glove. Okay. It's nine. Nine percent. That tells okay. me there's not that many Hall of Famers that have passed through San Diego. Okay, so Ozzy, seventeen, seventeen percent. Okay, that's a little it's, high. It's it's you know, I've um, got a, I've I've got a shortstop for the O's old school. This guy was all glove, the late no breaks, all glove, no breaks, no bat. Mark Belanger, B E L A N G E R. Mark Belanger. He was from a sixty-five goal. to eighty-two. Yes, great shortstop. I was going to say Matt Wieners, but uh, I'll take your word for it here. Three percent. All right, Judley. All uh, right, so we need we need a Ranger. We have we have answers for Ranger Ray. We can work on, but we need a Ranger who won a Gold Glove. Michael Young. I, I think don't know if Michael glove. Young did. Uh, K- Kinsler for sure. Palmero at that's first a second base. base. It's easier. I feel like Palmero might be did too Pudge? obvious. Though. Win gold gloves. He oh, won Pudge! Gold gloves. Pudge won gold gloves yeah. like every year, right? Yeah. So I feel like Pudge, Pudge, and Palmero are, are going to be high, in my opinion. I <sighs> think of other randos. Did uh, okay? Here's here's one. Did Ru- Rusty Greer remember that left fielder from like oh, the nineties? Yeah. Did yeah, Rusty Greer win a gold glove? I don't remember. I don't remember that, but yes, he definitely. Uh, I do remember him. Kinsler. I feel like Rusty Greer won a gold glove. And, you, and didn't we have this debate with Palmero? Before with Gold Glove, did we get burned on it, or did we confirm it after? We no, got he burned? won. We he made, won. 
he won gold gloves because he could he he was so he got votes because he he could hit yeah and so he won gold gloves he shouldn't have he like won a gold glove in a year where he dh for almost the entire season wow for the rangers or for the orioles we might have gotten burned down like an orioles gold glove mm-hmm, palmero thing mm-hmm. that's where i don't want to get burned so michael young win a gold glove I don't. Know. I don't think so. he played short, like during an era where a lot of other guys. Yeah. Were, okay. Kin- Kinsler's right. our safer one here. I still think it'll be probably in like the ten to twenty range, and maybe even higher. Pudge would be higher than Kinsler. Pudge right? is going to be probably the highest. Okay. I'm trying to think of other ones. Besides, I, I'm thinking we go Kinsler, but I'm trying to think of other ones that we. I mean, Belt Adrian Beltre. Beltre. Yeah. He's going to be high. I bet Kinsler's lower than Beltre. Yep, I agree. Let's go with Kinsler. I agree. Okay. Ian Kinsler. No. Oh, no! I, oh. I vouched for it, too, Dex. I vouched for it, too. What? Damn it. What? I'm looking, I'm looking him up. I mean, he didn't win. He won the gold glove. What? Dex and I, Dex and I can wear that one together. I was sure that Ian Kinsler won a gold uh, glove. I'm not, I'm not going to cast any aspersions after my week. Played like a decade. Oh, man. That's a tough one. All right, let's go. Uh... He won two at Detroit. you got to be kidding me. He won two in Detroit when he was a he mid-30-year-old. Hey, nope. can we just for fun, can we try a Rusty Greer? I mean, we already failed, so. That's why I hate gold gloves, Declan. Gold gloves are stupid. BS. No. No, he Rusty didn't either. Did oh, okay. God okay. bless it. That's, see? See, this is why I hate the gold glove category. And by the it's way, so, it's so hard. It's the hardest category. Fourteen. And and idea for they never immaculate one. grid categories because you're getting lazy. Like uh, gold gloves. Okay. Here's here's a new category. It's okay. Category for guys who spent their entire career with one Bunch. team. Oh, Rusty Greer uh, would have fit that one. Huh? Cal Ripken, Beltre worked. Herbeck, Beltre Puckett. Beltre Mike, was Michael we Young won to... one. Okay, so he we got we, we got tricky there. We got tricky. We we could. This is where like we oh, had answers that dude. were obvious, dude. I so I thought this might have been a guy who did this, and this would have been probably obscure as hell. Kenny Elvis Rogers Andrews. won four Gold Gloves oh, yeah. as a pitcher with the Rangers. Oh, four, yeah, like Greg Maddox, like yeah, oh. glove Jim Damn. Jimmy Cott. We got cute, boys. We got cute. I'm telling you, my idea, though, is on point. One team, entire career. Immaculate grid. Make it happen. I like it. You should that would submit, be more fun than Gold Glove. You should submit that request to Baseball Reference. They should actually hire me. <laughs> Help them out. <laughs> idea guy. Judd Zolget. It always sucks. So you have, now we have to sit here for another day until we get another grid. I just feel good I didn't tough. blow it. Because I blew it last time. Okay, Kirk. So the loss I, wasn't I your forget, fault. So I should have led fine. KJ Osborne right into that damn safety. Got him blown up. I was expecting a little bit You're more right, uh, early '80s Texas Rangers knowledge from you there, but that's fine. I think Paul Merrill won one as a, but that that was only high. I think Paul Merrill won him in Baltimore and Texas. Let me look it up here. Raphael Palmer. It's the laziest award because the managers just vote for guys who can hit. Uh oh. He did not win one in Texas. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. I take that back. His second stint in Texas. He won one? He won one in 1999. See? See? And I bet his defensive war was like negative two. Dude, it's the stupidest. The manager's vote. Kent Herbeck never won one. 
he was a great fielding first baseman. In 1999, this is incredible. He won a DH. gold. He won a gold glove at first base. He played yes. 128 games at designated hitter. Yes. What? I told you. Yes. It, he played the, 28 games at first base and won a gold glove at first base. Yes. In 99. It's a joke. They should just get rid of it. Remember when Joe Maurer, like Eric Hosmer or somebody, won a gold glove over Joe Maurer? Yes. Yeah. At first base? Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, we'll dust ourselves off and try again. It's okay, Try boys. again. It's okay. No. Hey, we, we, we I feel have good. I feel real good. We have a, a division that's about to be clinched. We've yep. got playoff baseball on the horizon here. We will be going live for Twins Ventline after playoff games. You can already start to clear your your schedules, probably afternoon games, and then we'll do a vent line on the Score North YouTube channel. It is the Score North Twin Show. It's okay, we just want the Twins to win one damn playoff game. One damn playoff game. Ian Kinsler. 